Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you frustrated by your typical hunting and fishing magazines? Are you tired of reading content meant for guys up north or in the Midwest? Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't hunt and fish in your home state. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Nobles, Books A Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And this week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report is brought to you by BoatersList.com. Boaters List is your new reliable and fast resource designed to link everyone to everything on the water. If you own or run a boat, you know how difficult it can be to find the right company for the task at hand. Boaters List makes it easy to find the service you're looking for. Locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts or even paddle boats and all things in between at BoatersList.com. They will always strive to make it better on the water. And brought to you by Bucks Island. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs, as well as motor sales and services. And now they have a pro-level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at BucksIslands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. What's up, guys? And welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brian Sin. Hope you guys have had a good week. Man, I've been looking forward to today's podcast just because man we had so much warmer weather here the last several days and weekend was nice and probably been good for the fishing so i've been anxious to hear but right now i know y'all doing like me we watching james span and his uh you know on tv telling us where all these tornadoes are so guys hope y'all are all safe out there and uh keep an eye on that weather it could get pretty rough through the afternoon but hey let's get to our first segment with cody harris cody what's going on buddy oh not much glad to have you back on here you, you've been doing a lot of fishing lately i know you have you uh, always are yep. yep been on the gunnersville and pickwick pretty much every day things like good deal man well let's talk about it how things going up there man i've been on pickwick here these last few days until today they have sucked the water down out of Pickwick. It is low as I've just about ever seen it. But, you know, the bite's still been pretty good, especially the quality. Gunnersville, Gunnersville's bite turned on, especially last weekend for those trap guys. Seems like, uh, seems like you know, not everybody got a ton of bite, but the uh, quality was there. Same thing on Pickwick, man. It's the trap bite, chatterbait, and, you know, a little bit of cranking and maybe a little bit of A-rig mixed in here and there. It's been good. Good, man. Do the fish seem like they've, uh, do they seem like they've moved up more? Uh, is, is that, is that what everybody's sound, you know, trap bite? I'm, I'm thinking shallower water for sure. So, yeah. uh, sounds yeah, like yeah. that's what's happening. The underseal, they've really started to move up. They haven't really drawn it down at all. So the fish have been kind of a little bit easier to predict there. Now, Pickwick, when we had that last rain, I uh, wanted to say last Friday, no, last Thursday, I think we had that rain that brought the water up a little bit. And earlier in the week, I don't want to get my days wrong, but I'm trying to think what day it is. But now, what's the Thursday right now? Yeah, so whenever it was, the weekend before the BFL, they had the water came up, and uh, it was real good. 
all on Pickwick left because of that. And then they started bringing the water back down from 411. I think it got up to 411, 412, somewhere in there. And then now it's back down to 408 something. But, good gracious. Uh, yeah, they uh, they pulled up there for a minute and it was real good. It was, I mean, I'm talking about as good as I've seen February. And uh, I mean, just just the quality bites has just been unreal. We've been averaging, you know, a six or seven pounder at least a day. Goodness. And uh, yeah, had a, several PBs been broken last week and earlier this week. Not uh, not here in the last two days because of the wind mainly. Uh, today didn't get to go out. Yesterday got really really breezy on us. Kind of got a little tough, but other than that, it's been fun fishing, man. Man, that is good. That's exciting. That's always. Always a time of year we always look forward to, right? I mean, you know, yeah. get into February and then March right around the corner. And, and it's just, you know, uh, first of all, it feels a whole lot better to be out there on the water when they think, when the, when the days start warming up a little bit, but uh, it turns <laughs> the fish right. on, <laughs> turns the fish on too. That's for sure. So yeah, yeah. that's exciting, man. Glad to hear that Gunnersville is turning on. I mean, six, seven pound fish a day. I mean, you can't ask for a whole lot better than that, right? Right. I mean, it's just been, you know, one of those spring times you're always, you know, last year, uh, last year, the water was up. We had a lot of rain and stuff and it was decent. It's actually pretty good last year too, but we didn't have like, I, I can't remember a time where we've had so many big bites. One of my guys lost one, I would say was a double digit. It was every, every bit of nine. Dang. Um, lost boat the other day, just back treble hook kind of deal. And it's just, and I'm talking about it with his butt, but man, we were having a ball that day. Him and his Beyonce now came down or came up from Florida. Man, it's they just it it put on a Pickwick really put on a good day for them, put on a show for them. But the chatterbait and traps and Alabama rig were a real big player for us. A little bit of cranking, but Gunnersville Alabama rig bite was really good up and up until this last little rain. The chatterbait bite and trap bite there too has been real good. But man, it's just been I, I can't remember a time where we've had so many big bites. That's awesome. So, you know, if we talk about the Alabama rig and a lot of people, maybe, maybe it's something that's new to them. Maybe they've never fished it a lot, but we hear a lot about it on the podcast and, and I'm sure that, that other people talk a lot about it, but you know, where are you using that? Are you fishing over the top of grass? Are you using it mainly in shallow water or are you still trying to find like schooling fish chasing and pulling it through there? Those areas that those fish pull up on the traps, if, you know, cold front hits or something like that, and they want to back out, usually you just get on the outside edges of those grass and try to try to maybe work it over a little bit of the grass, but mainly on the brakes and stuff like that. And then, you know, same thing from, you know, creek channel bends and stuff like that, your old typical early pre-spawn wintertime fishing things. That, those tend to work right now, too. But a lot of the stuff has just been pretty much your typical areas with your chatterbaits and stuff you just downsize the heads and try to keep it out of the grass the best you can it's it's not weightless it's alabama race got five you know five hooks right. five baits and not hard it, it's not easy to keep out of there but you know it's you can get rewarded for it if you can so i mean it's especially when the water's clear and they're really lethargic they'll they'll move a little bit to get a rig you know they, they might yeah. not want to move far anything else but they see five baits coming through there they tend to be a little bit more they get aggressive uh, yeah that's right. Good stuff. Even if, uh, you know, even if the bite's not good, you can usually pull a few out with it. But yeah, well, and hopefully this bite will, will stay for a while, and and things will, uh, you know, this weather this time of year. We got another front coming through right now. I talked about it a while ago. Severe weather. I think they just got a text that there was another tornado warning just popped up in Greene County. No, usually those are the ones that head toward Birmingham. So we'll we'll see what yeah. happens there. But uh, 
it's, it's a lot of bad storms coming through. But when you see a storm come through, like, all right, we're going from 70 degrees yesterday, today, and then tomorrow back down in the 50s, cooler at night again. How does a front like this, how does it affect the fish? You know, we had something similar in this last week. And, and honestly, I, I think the Tennessee River, I, I will, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt that it's still a big front and all that, but Tennessee River is still the Tennessee River. And the, the current is going to, they're mm-hmm. going to kick the current on. They may, may be a little bit more lethargic early in the morning. And, and maybe for throughout the day, too, they might not be as great of a bite as it has been. But that current's going to kick back on. That water might come up and start getting a little bit more stain to it. Those fish are still going to bite for you, but yeah, I mean, if the the shallower fish may be a little bit harder to bite, you know, early in the morning they may be on those breaks and stuff like that. They may pull out, but for the most part, this isn't one of those storms where it's just real, real bad. And the cold is just going to stick around. I mean, the next, I think Saturday's high is back in the high fifties or mid fifties at least. I mean, yeah, I think this one's not going to affect them as bad as you know the last few, especially two weeks ago when we had that front that come through and everything was just frozen up the next day but oh yeah and yeah. then those fish yeah, i mean look at those guys on gunnersville last week in the rattle trap tournament i mean they they left out and i think it was 23 24 that morning and uh it was just brutal cold on them throughout the day I, oh, no it was that was sunday morning i'm thinking of uh i think a saturday morning was a, was a little bit more warmer on the morning it just dropped all throughout the day but i get my days mixed up man i just kind of keep the calendar and call the guy the next day that i got tomorrow so I'm that's right that's right yeah <laughs> i hear you man i hear they, you they still caught them though even in those in that post-frontal conditions man they still really really now you say a good. trout tournament that's it was it's just for rattle trout fishing tournament yeah it's the bill lewis rattle trap tournament they have it every year it's just it's one of those you know, it's just a fun tournament just to jump into. You know, it's not one of those high intensity tournaments where you're just, you know, locked on the line or anything like that. You just you right. and your buddy jump into a tournament. It's it's really fun. I've done it once or twice. Uh if you get down there and you know, get over there and do it, it's it's just one of those things where everybody's gotta throw the same thing. You just gotta go out and try to try to get your best five doing what everybody else is doing, man. It's pretty fun. That is fun, man. That's a fun sounding tournament. That's yep. good stuff. Well, if somebody's going to come up there, fish Pickwick or fix, fish Gunnersville over the next couple of days, this weekend, what would your tip of the day be? Man, I, I would say slow down. Don't overwork your trap. Don't overwork your chatterbait. You know, the fish are biting good, and but you got to still think that water temperature is cold. And, you know, those fish are still pretty lethargic, even though they're, you know, they're wanting to eat and they're wanting to feed up and they're fat. You know, they're they're getting their big pre-spawn bellies right now. But if you just slow down, you'll get a lot more bites than if you're just burning through that grass. So I like to downsize my line a little bit more this year or this time of the year and, and just really slow down and try to get it in that grass. I mean, you'll get you'll get a lot of balled up baits and you'll get grass on your traps and your treble hooks and stuff like that. But give it a little rip and try to clear it off there and those still they like to react to that kind of stuff man so i just i'd say slow down and downsize your, your traps to a little bit smaller ones so I, that's what my tip would be good stuff man that's a great tip cody well hey man obviously if you're putting these uh big fish in the boat right now if our listeners have have considered booking uh, a trip up that way with somebody it sounds like now would be a good time to give you a call man what's the best way for them to reach out to you I like to do a lot of my trips by email, um, but my email address is Cody, C-O-D-Y dot Basswacker, B-A-S-S-W-H-A-C-K-E-R at gmail.com, or you can call me and, or text me 
at 901-490-0882. Good stuff, Cody. Man, thank you for uh, calling in today. Glad you are uh, catching so many good fish, man. Keep knocking them out up there, and, and we look forward to hearing from you again soon, brother. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, guys, let's take a few minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. Bob Seeley from Seeley Outdoors wants you to mark your calendar for March 25th, 26th, and 27th for the annual McDonald's Big Bass Splash at Goose Pond Colony on Lake Gunnersville. There will be over $290,000 in cash and prizes guaranteed with hourly payouts and much more. Go to Seeley outdoors.com and get registered online or call 1-888-698-2591 for more information again march 25th 26th 27th for the annual mcdonald's big bass splash at goose pond colony in scottsboro alabama on beautiful lake gunnerful and that's sealyoutdoors.com S-E-A-L-Y Outdoors. See you there. And brought to you by Fishing Chaos. Do you fish in a club? Do you manage a club? Does your club hold fishing tournaments? If the answer is yes to any of these, now is the time to reach out to Fishing Chaos. Get your club listed and managed on Fishing Chaos now for free. Contact Jesse Wilson for details at 256-508-1853 or go to fishingchaos.com to schedule a demo and brought to you by southeastern pond management hey guys if you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond then i know you want to get the most out of it as possible we all want to manage and grow big deer on our place so why not grow the biggest most healthy fish possible as well give norman a call at southeastern pond management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up southeasternpondmanagement.com and they do an incredible job around the state of alabama and the georgia tennessee so if you're thinking about building a lake if you're thinking about redoing an existing pond or lake that you have restocking fertilizing liming these guys do it all and they do it well it's what they do for a living so they're really good at it and brought to you by Boaters List is your new reliable and fast resource designed to link everyone to everything on the water. If you own or run a boat, you know how difficult it can be to find the right company for the task at hand. Boaters List makes it easy to find the service you're looking for. Locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts or even paddle boats, and all things in between at BoatersList.com. They will always strive to make it better on the water. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Great first segment. Y'all be sure and give Cody up there in Gunnersville a call, book a trip with him, and uh, it sounds like you're not going to regret it. He's catching some big fish right now, so, so be sure and jump on that and book a trip with Cody. Let's get our second segment of the day. One of my favorite guys, and I know which y'all's too, Clayton Bats down there on you fall. Clayton, what are you doing, man? Oh, taking it easy today with all this wind and this front we got coming through, and I'm going to get back after it again tomorrow. Man, I'm going to tell you what, I, I, I'm doing the same thing. I'm, I'm actually sitting here uh, watching the wind blow, drinking a little Goat Island Blood Orange Berlin Weiss. It's pretty dang good, Clayton, I'm just going to say. I'm more just like a simple man with either a Bud Light or a Crown and Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I don't know what my this Blood Orange from Goat Island is. It's a, it's a local brewery here in Birmingham, but that gum is good. 
kind of like a blue moon with a squeeze of orange in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, we maybe that's a whole other podcast we need to start. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, it's Breweries. different. We got one here called Omaha Brewery. I hadn't heard of that one. Uh, they, they things are popping up there. Well, let's talk about fishing. Let's talk about fishing. I know that uh, we're watching the storms today. Winds blowing like crazy. So glad you're not out on the water. But uh, what they've been doing, man? To be honest with you, we've been getting about six or eight bites a day. I look for that to really change here with this. Uh, this front we're talking about it is a good warm front coming in i mean i'm in shorts today and this guy next week is supposed to be in the 80s here uh lows like anywhere in the upper 40s 50s they're about to start biting but the bites we have been getting have been groaning i mean it's not like you're catching when you get a bite that's a 12 inch or when you get a bite it's been a four to six pounder so <laughs> it's been fun you get a bite it's just a lot of cast in between them that's awesome, man. That's awesome. With the guy before you here, uh, he was calling in from Gunnersville, and he was saying the same thing. It's not a numbers thing right now, but they we're catching really nice fish. So I'm glad to hear you're doing it down there and you follow as well. So how, how are you? How are you catching them? How are you setting your day up? Uh, I'm catching them. I'm catching them really shallow, which is going to be totally opposite what you'd think with me about right now. But there's the water color right now is real muddy, and it is clearing up. But that's pushed the bite to the bank. I'm catching them on spinnerbait, chatterbait, swim jig, just power fishing up shallow in the dirt. And that's fun fishing, man. And I know you a deep water, you a ledge guy. You a deep water ledge guy, and and you burn it up out there. What drives you from what you love to do out there in the deeper water, open water, and on the ledges? What drives you to the bank? Other than that's where the fish are biting right now. I guess that's the main the water reason. color. Water color. The watercolor. I mean, if the water. But we had those fronts, you know, not long ago, where we had those the, some twenty degree nights, and thirty degree nights, and it just drove that water temperature. It was forty nine to fifty here, which that's cold here when you follow. Yeah. And the fish, we got rain along with it, and those fish that were deep, they I mean, just kind of like turn the lights off on you out there. They can't see the bait. The bait kind of leaves, and it'll go a little bit shallower. And the fish have to go there. That's just your better bite up there shallow on the bank. Whenever that happens and it's just rolling mud out there offshore. Yeah. So now, now that when you see that mud, you know, Hey, it's, it's, let me get out of there, get up to the bank, find a little more clear water, get in the back of some of these channels and sloughs and uh fun way to fish though, man. Chatter baits, swim jigs. I mean, and, and catch some big fish. It sounds like. Right. I mean, it's target fishing. I mean, it's just it's burning up the bank. You can't get caught up and sit in one place right now. If you sit there and cast a, one little stump for 10 casts, you're wasting time. You put one or two in there, and if you don't bite it, you're gone the next thing. Just move on down. Just like you said, power fishing. Just go, go get it. I keep that trolling motor on eight or nine, and it's on constant. I know that you're an electronics guy. You not only guide uh, and do an amazing job guiding these bass fishing trips, but you also guide to teach people how to use their electronics you know it's very easy to see how those electronics play such a pivotal and critical role uh in the on the ledge fishing the deep water fishing how do you use them when you're fishing Well, you're trolling motor on eight going down the bank or do you i mean they have a bunch like when i'm moving into say you're going back into a creek and if you go back into a creek and you're looking and you don't see any bait in that creek more likely, there's not going to be a population of fish in that creek right now. But then you might go a creek down or two creeks down, and you'll idle through it, and there's bait everywhere. That's going to be your better creek out of the, you know, the two or three creeks right there. 
Well, that's just one way you can do it right now, and that it works extremely well in the fall, the spring, and, and the winter as well. And even in the summer, like finding bluegill beds with your side imaging. And there's a bunch of things you can utilize on those low-inch grass that up shallow as well as offshore. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff, man. That's a good that's a good thought. You're not necessarily riding down the bank looking with your, you know, side view or or live scope, or, you know, looking for bass. You're looking for the bait because if the bait are there, you know, it's a pretty solid chance there's a bunch of fish in that area, right? Right, because this time of year, man, it's not as much different as the fall. Like this time of year, they've got to feed up for that spawn. And that's what they're doing. And if you go into an area and there's no bait, they don't have nothing to eat. Well, they're probably not going to be in there feeding up for the swan. So you might want to move around and, you know, find you a creek that's got some bait in it. And to keep a real good eye on that water temperature. I mean, right now, if you go back in and I find a creek or a little uh, a pocket or something, that water temperature is two or three degrees warmer than the other one. That's the one I'm getting bit in. Yeah, there you go. Good stuff, man. How will, you know, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked uh, the first caller today. Uh, but when you see a massive front that, like this rolling through right now, how much effect does that? I mean, like you said, you're in shorts right now. Then we're going to get to the 58 degrees, 55 degrees again this, this weekend. How does a, a, a drastic front coming through? And, and we see that this time of year, that's just what we have to deal with. That's Alabama in the, in the spring, right? Right. But this one, the one we got coming through right now is a warm front coming through which I look for next week to be phenomenal here. I mean, they're going to go to biting, and when I say they go to biting, I mean, it's going to be fun. I mean, it's going to be real fun. That's awesome. We got 80-degree days next week. Oh, I mean, wow. it's going to be awesome. This is going to be the first. And I looked at the long-range temperature here, and now we some of those ones that it's like a night front where to drop down just a little bit, that don't affect them that much because it won't drop that water temperature as much. But this time of year, the main thing you got to look at is you want sunny days. It don't matter if it's warm and it's overcast, that's not eating the water. I mean, it could be 55 and the sun's out, and that's going to warm it more than those overcast days. And then the nighttime temperatures. As long as you keep those nighttime temperatures kind of up, you're okay. You're okay. I just don't like it when it starts getting in those 20s. Right, yeah. Yeah, that, that changes things. Yeah, that's great advice, man. The sunny day thing is a very good point. At light penetrating that water, they they move up there and they enjoy that and uh, get some fired up. So that's something to think about when you're planning a trip uh, this time of year. And we're about it's to hit like, sunny or cloudy. The perfect storm is like kind of hitting right now because we kind of got our water's not clear, but it's not it's not that extreme mud anymore. It's got a good good and heavy stain to it, and that stuff when those eighty degree days hit, it's gonna warm up so fast. Because I'm, we're hitting 56 right now, and I look probably in the next week, it's gonna be up 60 or 61. Oh man, it'll be on. What about uh, what about color this time of year when you're fishing? Yeah, I mean, does does color seem to play any make any difference? I'm not like a bunch of guys. I keep everything simple when it comes to color. Um, I'm swimming a jig or throwing a spinnerbait. I'm throwing black and blue or chartreuse and white. Simple. I'm more into putting it where the bait needs to be in the presentation than necessarily the color, but they'll bite one of those two colors with the right presentation to them. There you go. Good stuff, man. All right, buddy. Well, if somebody's going to come fish you follow this weekend, what's your tip of the day? The tip of the day right now with all these, we got stuff moving with these fronts and everything is to keep moving and don't get bogged down. And even if you get a bite in an area, I would still keep moving and maybe come back to it a couple hours later. Because it's not the time of year right now until they come up the spawn where you're going to be able to sit there and really saturate and fish an area real slow and catch them and they'll keep coming. Just hit it and keep going right now. Catch a fish and move on. That's right. That's a great tip, Clayton. Hey, guys, look, 
Clayton's been on this show forever. He's one of our favorite guests. We love having him. We appreciate him. And uh, I'm sure that y'all heard it on here before, but not only is he a great guy down on Ufala, but he also can train you on your electronics. He's as good as there anybody in the country on using them. And uh, he offers a very good service to help you guys also become uh, very comfortable and, and get everything set up right. So if you want to reach out to Clayton, Clayton, what's the best way for him to call you? Get up with you. Uh, then call my cell phone and I'll answer it 24 hours a day. It's 334-310-8338. Good stuff, Clayton. All right, man. We appreciate it, brother. Stay safe out there and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all. All right, man. Thank you. All right, guys, let's just take a couple more minutes and hear from some more sponsors. We'll be right back. The Alabama Marine Resources Division reminds all recreational anglers possessing great trigger fish, greater amberjack, or red snapper that they must report these fish through snapper check before they land in Alabama. For more information about snapper check, please visit outdoorsalabama.com. And brought to you by northalabama.org. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes, Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnerville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Each lake is well-stocked with a variety of fish, and in North Alabama, fishing is great year-round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on Plan to download the North Alabama Fishing Guide. And brought to you by fish bites whether you're hitting the sand with set rigs using the traditional scent strips for papano or fishing the flats or marshes for speckled trout redfish or flounder fish bites has something for you family owned and operated in saint augustine florida they pride themselves on making reliable consistent fishing products for anglers of all ages around the world fish bites baits and lures are made with pride in the Sunshine State, USA. Check out the full line of scented saltwater and freshwater baits at fishbites.com. And brought to you by MB Ranch King Hunting Blinds and Feeders are built to last right here in the USA. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Hey, always, man, we just love Clayton. Love having him on here. And that guy, he knows the electronics. He knows how to catch not just a lot of fish, but big fish on Eufaula. So... Be sure and give Clayton a call if you're going down that way. Uh, and he's even one of those guys you can call, even if you don't book a trip with him and just say, Clayton, I'm coming down. What are the fish doing? I, I'm telling you, man, this guy, he, he'll, he'll tell you. He'll be honest with you. Uh, he wants everybody to go out and, and catch fish. So give Clayton a call if, you get that, if, you, if you're going that way. Hey, I'm really excited for this next segment. You know, we, we have a lot of – we appreciate all our callers. Always look for new guys to bring new things to the show and that's exactly what we've got for segment three we've got tracy umber from tennessee river chain and he is a crappie man and uh, i can't wait to get into it with tracy tracy what's going on buddy hey not much not much uh sitting here watching it rain a little bit and the wind blow like crazy man it's, it's getting rough right now in fact i'm looking at text on my phone uh, looks like we got tornadoes popping up everywhere to the to the west of us, uh, headed this direction. So, you know, I may I may have to knock this segment out real quick and run to the basement, get under uh, get right. under something. But uh, hopefully, right. hopefully we'll stay safe out there. Well, Tracy, man, you know, uh, one of our longtime callers, Brad Whitehead, 
gave me your name and told me to reach out and he was like, man, let's do it. And, uh, so I appreciate you taking the time to jump on the podcast and, and, uh, we want to hear what the crappie are doing on the Tennessee river right now and where you're fishing, like what lake. First of all, uh, Brad, he's a heck of a fisherman. You know, it's, uh, it's hard to follow him up and, and even be in the same sentence with Brad. So I, mean, I appreciate him having a little confidence in me, uh, right now. Uh, we're fishing the, the BCDA lake. The water is a little bit more stable down there. Cedar Creek and Little Bear for the, are the two that we mainly fish and I fish. So, you know, with, I live here on the river, but this water has been fluctuating on the river so much. So these fish don't know, they don't know what to do, you know, with it going up, coming down, going up, coming down, even in down on Bear Creek at Rose Trail. Uh, those fish are, they're, they're they're almost blind because the water's rushing in and out, in and out. So we try to stay down at Cedar early because the water is a little bit more stable and predictable. So mm-hmm. Been down there, uh, had a couple trips already uh, this month, had some good numbers and some really good size. Oh, that's good, man. Right. So, you know, you're fishing a river system, so there is a lot of current. So like this time of year, uh, you know, the fish have, have, have probably been out in deeper water earlier in the year. Maybe they're moving up now. What kind of depth are you fishing? Well, I tell you, uh, down at Cedar and Little Bear, uh, there's not that much current there. Those are flood control impoundments that they catch water to keep it off of the river with. So they're more like a, just a, a stable lake. Uh, the current doesn't really bother you, but I've been fishing anywhere from 20 foot of water to 40 foot of water but now here's the kicker the fish have only been six to eight foot deep Dang. even in the coldest even in the coldest days of february uh i've had to fish very few days over eight foot deep 10 foot wow deep. yes sir i guess you know that it sounds crazy uh but with the the uh the new electronics uh this is my first year with live scope guiding with it mm-hmm. and uh it's an amazing tool that has allowed me to fish places. I'm still fishing the same areas, but instead of fishing 12, 14 foot deep, like I normally do, uh, and hoping that they're there, I'm fishing six to eight foot deep and knowing they're there. So Trace, if you had to, and I've got a reason for asking this, because my dad was asking me and I got to have an answer from my dad. (laughs) If you had to pick, some electronics that had, you know, side scope, side vision and down or live view, live scope, which one would you, which one is more impactful you think, or do they both have their place? Uh, They both have their place, but over the last four months, it's live scope hands down. Uh, you know, I might go out there and scan an side scan an area, uh, to see if the fish are there. But I tell you what I'm doing. I'm doing something a little bit different than most people. The old timers would go and sit on a treetop and they'd sit there all day and catch every fish down there. Uh, I haven't been hung in a treetop this year. Wow. So have not lost a jig this year. I'm chasing down open water fish, 10 pound braid, uh, sniping braid. It is one of the best braids out there. It casts easy. You're normally pitching 20, 25 foot to a specific fish. Mm-hmm. You know, if I look over there and I see, if I see a school of five and three of them are little, well, I don't, I don't even try to get my jig close to those fish. I try to go for the bigger fish. 
and it seems like the bigger fish actually are loners. They kind of stay off to themselves a little bit uh, from what I've noticed. Man, so, that is crazy, isn't it? That we've come that far so, in fishing where you can target the fish you want. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just because you can see that fish does not mean they're going to bite every time. But if you will mess with him enough and put that jig right where it needs to be, oh, he'll bite. Eventually, he will bite. Now, you may, I've, I've chased fish 100, 150 yards, and they'd go down, and then they'd come up. They'd go down and come up. Finally, they'd come up and stop. Well, when they come up and stop and just sit there about six to eight foot deep and looking up, they're there for one reason and one reason only, and that's to eat. That's to eat. Yes, sir. And so when they when they when they get in that position, they're they're almost easy to catch. When you're looking for fish and you're using your electronics, are you are you looking? You know, at I'm sure you've got tons of places marked where either you put stuff out or there's natural roots or treetops or things like that. Are you going to those areas? And looking and going, well, there's nothing at this one. Let me move on to the next one. Well, nothing at this one. Let me move to the next one. And then find fish. I mean, are they still around structure most of the time? They are. Cedar Creek has a lot of standing timber around the edges of the lake. I'm talking it's probably 50 to 75 yards deep of nothing but standing timber. Uh, I've got in that timber since live scope. Uh, and I've noticed that. When those fish are snugged up next to that tree, they are really not wanting to eat. But now if they're off of the tree, six inches, a foot, and looking up, uh, they're, if you can get the jig to them, they will eat. They'll they eat will. Uh, yes, yes, sir. Uh, in brush piles, if they're buried down in the brush pile, they're hard to catch. Even if you get your jig or minnow down to them, they're hard to catch. But if they're suspended up above or in the very tops and the tips of the of the brush they feed uh they'll they'll able to charge out of there eight five eight ten foot and hit your bait wow i wonder I, what I it is and you may know the answer to this you know and i know part of the answer to this is is sunlight sometimes but have you been able to identify since you've been fishing with the, the you know, through the years with, and, and especially with the live scope, is there certain type days, what conditions cause that fish to get tight in that root ball and not feed? And what, what conditions do you see them get out away from the structure? You know, down at, down at Cedar, it's almost just as backwards as it's supposed to be on a, a bright sunshiny day. Those fish seem to bite better. Now, on the river, uh, now Cedar is a deep, clear lake. It's a rocky bottom, clear lake, which normally means the fish are finicky, you know, especially mm -hmm. with bright, sunshiny days. Those fish are not. You really like to have a little sunshine down there. Now, out here on the river, I'd much rather have a, a dark, an overcast day. The sunlight, this time of year, the sunlight, of course, it's going to warm, warm the water up. And those fish are going to follow the, the bait. Mm -hmm. So as the water warms, the bait's coming up. But I will tell you this, as far as that bait goes, if I see a bunch of bait on my live scope, I just kind of get out of the area because it's hard to compete with real live chefs. I'll just be honest with you. They yeah. don't want to bite good. So, you know, with that said, uh, the sunlight, it does play a big role. Normally, typically on a clear lake, sunny day, calm, sunny day, 
they'll snug up in that brush and they'll snug up next to a tree. And then, of course, as the water gets hotter, I actually think it, it cools it off in the shade, just like it does for me and you, you know? Right. So, you know, well, that's interesting. Frosty, I, I know one of our callers from, from Lake Eufaula, uh, Tony Adams, he calls in a lot and, and one of our, one of our popular guests, but, and he is a, he, man, that, that joker can catch him, but he talks about down at Eufaula. He says, now I'll just speak for, for this lake, not for all lakes in Alabama, but he said, our, our fish here hate the sunlight. And uh, they really? they get really really tight in, and, you know where on overcast days you may you may see fish, you know ten foot away from the structure, they get out and roam and feed. <clears throat> it seems like more. Right. So it's interesting for me as a guy that gets to talk with people uh, that fish different places across the state, uh, how some lakes are are you know and just just like you were just talking about you know at, at, at one of the lakes you fish seems like they like the light the bright you know the sunshine when I, days when i first moved up here about five six years ago and started fishing up here me and brad became buddies and i started fishing cedar and he told me he said there ain't no sense in going tomorrow it's gonna be overcast said, them fish don't like overcast down there i said, oh, you crazy that's the best time to go yeah. well you go down there and, you know you go down there and catch three or four fish of course that's brad's been up here all of his life yep and, uh, i was too hard-headed to listen but it, it's it's an actual fact up here. They like sunlight. Ain't that uh, something? And they don't. And so far, they don't go deeper just because of sunlight. Because, like I said, six to eight foot's been the range for us. Or, you know. Wow, so. that's good stuff, man. Well, do you do you more? Are you more a guy that's? I mean, are you are you fishing live? First of all, are you fishing live bait or jigs mainly? Um, jigs, jigs, okay. all the way now. Any any specific color that seems to be on right now? I tell you, white has been really good. Even though the the water has been dingy, a uh, white has been really good. A uh, an electric chicken, which is the total op- opposite spectrum. You know, you got chartreuse and pink, but and, and that goes back to the sunlight as well. The other day I was fishing, and, and I hate to say this because my wife she was with me, and you know us men we don't necessarily don't want to listen to our wives all the time, especially about fishing. Right, right. We sat there, we sat there and I pitched out and I reeled in and the fish followed it all the way to the boat and never bit. Done that five or six times. She said, well, you need to change colors. I said, oh, you're crazy. You know? So <laughs> I, I had a, a pink and uh, a black and pink on and that's what they had hit the afternoon or the morning before. I changed to an orange and chartreuse and the first cast I made when I come by the fish, wham, he smoked it. So they may hit something in the morning, uh, one color, and if they quit, just change colors. Don't stick with that same color all day. Don't yeah, don't be scared to change. What not you're right. I'm trying to envision what you're doing here. So, you know, a lot of times when we're thinking crappie fishing, we're vertical fishing. We're getting over the top of the fish and we're, you know, with a jig pole or a spin reel and we're we're going straight down or we're trolling. It sounds like you're casting to I'm the fish. A, I'm using a seven foot medium light Shimano rod uh, with, like I said, 10 pound snapping braid, which has actually got a four thousandths diameter to it. So it's, I mean, you can just flick it. It's basically a pitch, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'll do is I, I'll I'll zoom out to 100, 125 foot, and I'll I'll see a fish, and I'll go to him, and once I get to within 30 foot, I'll slow down, 
let the tr- let the boat calm down, and then just barely bump the trolling motor. And when he stops or when he sets still, you pitch it out. If he's at 20 foot, you pitch your jig to 25 foot feet, and you keep that jig above him. Uh, if you go below him, 99, 95 times out of 100, he's not going to hit it. But if you bring that jig across the top of his head, they cannot stand it. If it's the wrong color, like I said earlier, they'll follow it all the way to the boat. I've had them to hit. At the last minute, they decide they want to hit, hit, and dang near get tangled up in the trolling motor. Uh, they'll follow it all the way up to the trolling motor. I've actually bumped the trolling motor to scare them back away from the boat and then chase them down again and, and go try to catch them. That's so, crazy. I love that. That's such a cool is. sounding way it to is. fish. Uh, and I've, I've never talked to anybody that fishes for crappie that way. And that that's very cool. But let me ask you this. I'm, I'm trying to envision this. I'm looking at live scope. I've, okay. I've moved out, you know, I'm looking at 120 foot in front of the boat. How in the heck do you know if you're looking at a crappie or a bass or a brim? By where they're sitting, they're going to look like a vertical line uh, at 100 foot. You can't tell what it is, but you can tell it's a fish. Mm-hmm. But if he's up there in that six to eight foot range where crappie have been a being, uh, you can just about count on it uh, being there. Crappie are not, I'm not going to say they're not real active swimmers, but for the most part, they're going to stay fairly still for you mm-hmm. now, if you see some fish that's just burning it towards you a school of them that's that's coming to you faster than you're going to them it's probably some white bass or uh well just like uh monday i was on uh wilson and these fish were just darting everywhere well i finally got one to stop out there at 25 30 foot and i pitched to him and it was a skipjack uh, probably about a three to four pound skipjack biggest skipjack i've ever caught but that thing was darting around like a rocket ship. I mean, he was like a torpedo. Moving. But crappie will normally sit up in the water column. And that's another thing. When you get up close to it, if it dives, goes down, you might as well go find you another fish. He's not interested in, in feeding right then. The that's bigger wild. fish, the catfish, the bigger fish, the catfish, the drum, uh, you can see their tails. Uh, you know, if there's a lot of tail action and he's got the square, the grid filled up on the uh, depth finder, you better just leave him alone because he's not what you're looking for. That is <laughs> good stuff, man. That's so interesting, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you called in today and, uh, and got on the show. But if you're going to leave our listeners, we always like to do a tip of the day. But if you're going to leave our listeners for a tip of the day, if they're coming up to fish in that area, what would your tip be? My tip would be, don't fish as deep as what you think you you need to be fishing just because it's February. Live scope has proven to me that these fish are not as deep as we think they are. There's good quality fish that's six or eight foot deep. My son, he doesn't have live scope, but he uh, long lines. So I tell him, hey, the fish are at eight foot deep. So he sets his long lines to where they're running six to eight foot deep. And he catches fish long lining at the same depth as I am. Now, last year, now don't get me wrong, there's still some fish deep, but the ones that are up in the column, they are the ones really wanting to eat. They're the ones that are, 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 are really active right now. That's a great tip, Tracy. Well, yes, if somebody wants to book a trip with you, I know that that's part of what you do is, is guide as well. If they want to book a trip with you, obviously, if they hear you on this podcast, they're going to know that you know what you're doing and you're catching fish up there. But uh, what's the best way for people to contact you? Uh, to book a trip 
the easiest and best way is if you're on Facebook, I've got a, a, a fishing page. It's Tracy Umber Fishing, and that's H-U-M-B-E-R. And I don't mind giving my phone number out at 662-574-0649. I don't have anything available for the next month. It's, it's you know, the good Lord's been good to me. He provides the customers. So That's yeah. awesome, man. And the fish. And, and the, the fish. fish. There you go. You can eat both. Well, Tracy, thank you for getting on today, man. And and guys, y'all be sure and give Tracy a call. And uh, but get on, get on now, man, because this guy's filling up. Obviously, you can tell is he's he's filling that calendar up. So book a trip with him, and uh, go up there on the Tennessee River and North Alabama and 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 enjoy some good crappie fishing. Tracy, man, thank you so much, and look forward to having you back on again soon, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, take care. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Hey, what a great, great show today, man. Loved having a new caller on and Tracy and, of course, some of our, our guys that y'all all love to hear with Cody and Clayton. And it sounds like everybody is catching fish right now, and that's what we love to hear on the report. So get out there this weekend. The weather hopefully will be great for you guys. Get out there and enjoy some of these this beautiful water that the Lord's provided for us and this beautiful state of Alabama. Stay safe out on the water and we'll talk to you guys next week because that is going to be a wrap for this week's show. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please take a minute to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review wherever you listen. And if you'd like us to email you the podcast, hey, we'd love to do that. It's one of our favorite things to do. All you have to do is text the word fishing to 314-665-1700. Six seven, and we will send you the show each and every week. Y'all stay safe on the water, guys. Talk to y'all soon. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by LM Marine has something for everyone from small hunting boats, pontoons, as well as bigger bay and hybrid boats for the hardcore angler. Go visit them at 34600 Highway 59 in Stapleton, Alabama, or call 251 937 1380. And brought to you by BoatersList.com. Do you own your own company that needs to reach boaters, anglers, and marine enthusiasts? Sign up for free today to grow your business on BoatersList.com. And brought to you by Photonist Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. Photonist Defense, masters of darkness. And brought to you by MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. We also offer high-quality, easy-to-use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. And also brought to you by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. Make the choice that professional captains all over the Gulf make and choose Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. The easy-to-use interface and excellent customer service will have you on the fish every time you go. Check it out at hiltonsoffshore.com.